Hallelujah. God is so good. Amen. So Lord, we just thank you as we come around this word. We thank you for Holy Spirit, your illumination of it. Impart what you want each heart to hear this morning. That we have something that we can walk and run with. Feed us this morning, Holy Spirit. I ask that you lead and direct me in everything that is said in your name. Amen. Well, as you heard last week, um, I love to be able to minister. If there's anything I love to minister on, it's about Holy Spirit. And I kind of such a privilege to be able to minister about the person of Holy Spirit. And any time you do minister, any minister should minister under the unction and the anointing of Holy Spirit. Never do it alone. Amen. So we give all the glory. It's all to him. And, and one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is always to glorify Jesus. Always. So you know if you're a, ever a, a Holy Spirit ministry or you're listening to a minister and they give all the glory to Jesus, they're inspired by Holy Ghost. If you're listening to a minister time and time and time again, you never hear the word Jesus, I question what's going on. Anybody agree with that? Yes, amen, hallelujah, because we lift up Jesus. Well, uh, Paul Yongi Cho, who founded one of the biggest churches in the world out in South Korea, in his book, I, I referred to it last week, I, I take this quote from it, and it says, he said, if I were to assess what I've learned since my conversion, I would say meeting the Holy Spirit and learning to know him in an intimate way has been the greatest experience of my life. My senior partner and I are still very close, and we fellowship every day. I tell you, somebody who's got thousands and thousands and thousands, you know, I think like one time 850,000, I'm sure it went way above that, has something to say. And that's what he said about Holy Spirit. So I thought that was good. Praise God. So last week we were looking at um, how Jesus depended on Holy Spirit. And if he depended on him because Jesus' ministry, you know, was birthed by Holy Spirit. Um, in fact, he was conceived by Holy Spirit. And we went through um, all of those scriptures last week. And we're just continuing in that. But one scripture that we looked at was in John 7 and verse 37. Just to say, you know, Holy Spirit, we know he's a third it of the Godhead. Can anybody... Can any young person correct me? Is the Holy Spirit the third it of the Godhead? Third person, right? Holy Spirit is not an it. Holy Spirit is a person. He is referred to as he, 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 him, all through scriptures. So Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Let me see what else. Holy Spirit is just as powerful as Father and Jesus. Amen? So, John 7 and verse 37 says, and I'm reading from the Amplified, Now on the last and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and he called out in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, who adheres to, trusts and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being, or some translations say belly, will flow continually rivers of living water. 
But he was speaking of the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him as Savior were to receive afterward. The Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. He had not yet ascended and gone to sit at the right hand of the Father. And we looked at that the Greek word here implies, this word flow implies a rushing stream so full that it actually overflows its banks. That was the implication here. Jesus is saying, just wait for Holy Spirit. And this is it. You know, from your innermost being, from your belly, will flow continually rivers of living water that will overflow its banks. Turn to your neighbor and say, flow. Flow. In this house, we want to flow. In worship, we want to flow. And we're not sitting beside we flow. We're talking about Holy Spirit. It's flowing in prayer. We want to flow. Amen? So, you know, if you study the work of Holy Spirit in the Word, it always talks about movement. Anytime Holy Spirit is talked about, is talk, something happens. Remember last week we looked at, you know, Elizabeth, whenever Mary came to visit Elizabeth, Mary was had just conceived, Jesus came to visit Elizabeth, and as soon as she came into the room, the wee babe leapt. And then she was filled with Holy Spirit. Movement. And then, because she was filled with the Holy Spirit, she started to prophesy. There's always movement, there's always action, there's always something happens. So if you ever go to a church and it's dead and nothing happens, you go, where is Holy Spirit? Because Holy Spirit always moves if you let him. Because he's a gentleman and he has to flow. Where does he flow? From the ceiling and through the doors? No, he flows out of our innermost belly. So if we, if we stop the flow, then he doesn't get to flow. The Holy Spirit always wants to move, always wants to flow, and we are the ones who facilitate that. Isn't that awesome? So if you look Genesis 1, verse 1 and 2, right in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. You have to make room for Holy Spirit to move. You have to make room for Holy Spirit to move in your life. We're making room for Holy Spirit to move here in the church more and more and more. Amen? Hallelujah. Things get really exciting. You know, it... The old Pentecostals, you know, there was so much would have gone. I, in some respects, I would have loved to live in those days, Azusa Street and some of those revivals. But we're going to see that. Amen? We're going to experience that ourselves. Because I love reading the stories. Who loves reading those stories? This happened and that. It's exciting, isn't it? And that's what church is about. It's exciting. I don't know, you know, we get together and I get together with this believer and the other, but something should happen. Should it should be exciting. That's what church is about. It's not, oh, I have to go to church because it's saying the Lord's Day. You have to go and be don't descend. You know, you want to go. You want to be with your brothers and sisters because something's happening. And more and more and more. We're going to see that as we release Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So when he moved, 
back in Genesis there. God's creative power was released. Something happened. A conception of Jesus. Luke one thirty-five. we looked at some, well, another verse last week. When the angel answered and said to her, Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon. Movement will come upon. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Jesus' baptism that we looked at last week, we're talking about movement, the Holy Spirit. Matthew 3.16 and when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God, another word for Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, descending. That's talking about movement. Isn't that right? Descending, movement, like a dove and a lightning upon him. Amen. Jesus taught the Holy Spirit all about, uh, or just his disciples all about Holy Spirit. And you'll find that mainly in John chapter 14, 15, and 16. By the way, has anybody ordered the, the book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit? I know some of you read it. A couple of people, great. I encourage you, if you've not read Good Morning, Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. Any young people read that? Uh, Angie. Well done, Angie. So, look, young people, I want you to get Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Parents, please facilitate that. You can go on and get, you know, a, a used book if, if, if money's that tight, but I'm sure it's not. You can get it in Kindle. There's many different ways you can get that. Um, but get that book and let the youth listen to it. Um, so Jesus um, taught his disciples. It's in John 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. All those chapters deal with Jesus being in the upper room. And chapters 14, 15, and 16 of John is all about Jesus teaching his disciples about Holy Spirit. He had to start preparing them. He had to start saying, you know, John chapter 14 starts with the Lord saying, uh, don't let your heart be troubled. Because it was actually going to be within a few hours that he was going to be, you know, taken to the courts. He's going to be scourged. He was going to be whipped. He was going to be bruised. All that was going to happen. And he was going to... Uh, be sentenced to death, and he was going to be crucified just within a few hours at this time in the upper room. And these were his last words with his disciples. And if you think anybody's last words are important, aren't they? You had a last few words. You're not going to spend them on just anything. You're going to really, especially if you're with a loved one, you're going to use those, you choose those words carefully. So it's interesting to note his, some of his last words were all to do with teaching about Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to look at very quickly this, this morning. The disciples had lived with Jesus and walked with Jesus and went everywhere with him. They were in the boats with him. They saw all the miracles that he did, all the crazy things, spitting in people's eyes. and You name it, they saw it all. They loved him. They were dependent on him. He was their mentor. They were looking to him. They loved, you know, And he's starting to tell them, well, I'm not going to be with you. They were getting anxious. What are we going to do without you? Is this where our dreams end? You can, if you, you can put yourself there. Is this where my road ends? What are we going to do without you, Jesus? Even though we trained them and all, they were still dependent on them. 
Jesus needed them to know about Holy Spirit and that they were going to be able to depend on him. And so if we take it up in First John 14, the King James Version, I'm just reading from for a few verses. John 14 and verse 16, it says, Jesus says, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, you know, that's another name for Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. You know, Holy Spirit, he's never done anything wrong. He's never told a lie. He's never led you wrong. He's never spoken to you wrongly. He's never told you something that's not truth. He is truth. He's the spirit of truth. It says verse 17, whom the world cannot receive because it neither seeth them nor knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells with you. He's telling the disciples he's with you, but there's going to come a time he's going to be in you. And we're living in those times. Isn't that awesome? We're living in the times and we're indwelt by Holy Spirit. Praise God. And verse 18, he says, I will not leave you orphans, or some translations say comfortless. I'll not leave you bereaved or helpless, but I will come back to you. After a little while, the world will see, will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. And on that day, when that time comes, and that's today, that time has come, that's today, you will know for yourselves that I'm in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Now we should all, if Jesus in our hearts today, we should know that. We should know for ourselves, all the young people here today should know for ourselves that Jesus is in the Father, he is in us. Amen? I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. How do you know that? You know it in your knower, in your belly, in your spirit. I know I just know. Have you ever heard that before? But how do you know? I just know. And you know and holy, by Holy Spirit, he will, he will witness with you about something. How do you know that's the right decision? I have no fact for it, but I know. We've all experienced that before. We know it in our knower. Amen? It's by the Holy Spirit. So I just want to look at Go back to verse 16 there. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. That's lovely. He's assuring his disciples, I'm going to give you another comforter, that he will abide with you forever. He's never going to leave you. Yes, I have to leave you, but I'm going to send another comforter who will not leave. He will be with you forever. That's Holy Spirit. He's with us forever. He's indwelling us. Now that word another comes from the Greek word alos. And it means another of the very same kind. Same character, the same everything. So another from alos meaning another, the very same kind. In other words, Jesus was telling his disciples that Holy Spirit will be just like him. He would say the things that Jesus would say. 
He would do the same things that Jesus would do. He, in other words, he would duplicate Jesus' life. It would be an extension of the ministry of Jesus on earth. And I'm sure it brought great comfort to the disciples when he, when he was hearing that. But yet, if you go over to uh, John 16, just a few chapters over, even though Jesus was explaining all that in John 14, it's, it, Jesus had to tell them again, never the truth. Ne- nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. So they were still so, so sorrowful. They're still grappling with this. Jesus, you're going. Yes, I know you've, you're telling us about the other comforter. So he had to assure them, nevertheless, to tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I actually go away. Because if I do not go away, the helper, it's another word for the comforter, will not come to you. But if I depart, I'll send him to you. That's interesting, isn't it? Jesus, he had to go because his ministry now is seated at the right hand of the Father and he's continually making intercession for us. But Holy Spirit is here and he's carrying on the work and the ministry of Jesus. Now we would be foolish not to listen to Holy Spirit, wouldn't we? Not just in church, not just about ministry, not just about prophesying, not just about prayer, but in everyday decisions, in school. There were some things I did know about Holy Spirit when I was in school. And I realized I had inside information. Now, it's not quite cheating, but you can ask the Holy Spirit things. If you, if you want to find out, I'll tell you after, so it's not going out in the mic, okay? Young people, if you want to come and tell me what Holy Spirit did for me at school, um, come talk to me after. But on anything, you've got inside information if you listen to Holy Spirit. We don't have to make wrong decisions and wrong choices. And we can be successful in every area of our life when we listen to the Spirit of the Lord. Isn't that awesome? Because the ministry of Jesus, everything he would have done. Some people go, oh, they would say maybe, you know, wouldn't it be lovely to, to walk and see Jesus and see those miracles and see what he did and be with him? Well, Holy Spirit, we have Holy Spirit in us, And that's Jesus. what Jesus was saying. He said, this will be just like me here with you. But here's the difference. Jesus could only be one place at one time. So, you know, if, if Jesus was on earth, he could have been just in one church. Well, what would happen if all the other churches? We've got Jesus today. When on earth would you ever see Jesus again if he did a round of all the churches in the world? But every church, because of Holy Spirit, the ministry of Jesus can now have Jesus' ministry. It's awesome. Every church, every individual. So praise God. Another, Alos, another just... Just like him, same character, same everything, just identical to Jesus, as if they used to walk in the flesh. So the more that you look at Jesus' life, and you find that in the Gospels, young people, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all talks about Jesus' life, and the more you read those Gospels, see what Jesus did, how he acted, what he said, how he dealt with people, then you get to know Holy Spirit more and more when you look at that. 
Um, so I want to look then at the word comforter. Verse John um, 14, 16 says he will give another comforter or helper. Some New King James will use the word helper. Because if you look in the Amplified, that word comforter is stretched out to these um, names. Helper, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, and standby. And maybe in, in subsequent weeks we can look at these. But that word comforter... Because all the, the New Testament was written in Greek, that word comforter comes from the Greek word parakletos. Parakletos, and from two words, para and kaleo. And the word comforter, Jesus used that word comforter four times in those chapters 14, 15, and 16. So Jesus was letting them know, this is who is coming, just like me. So para and kaleo make up parakletos. Para means, in the Greek, called alongside. So Jesus is saying, Holy Spirit is called alongside. Comes alongside. You know, salvation, Holy Spirit, came inside of us. But then the ministry of Holy Spirit, he comes alongside us. Yes, he, he indwells us but he comes alongside us to help. And that's the picture that he wanted the disciples to have. He indwells, but he's alongside. He's at standby. He's standing there, and he can help. You know, I just wonder so many times, so many people, on the Holy Spirit, he's indwelling them, but he's standing by. And I'm sure so many times he's saying, let me help. Let me help with that decision. You don't know what to say to that person. Let me help. That's his job. The second word there, kaleo, means to call. So, um, and it's the same, I'm getting ahead of myself here. It's the same word. um, It implies called to something specific. Kaleo, K-A-L-E-O. Called something specific. It's the same word that's been used a lot in the New Testament, but in Romans 1 1, when um, Paul said, I am called to be an apostle. So when you put those two words together, it really translates as the Holy Spirit is called alongside us. Is that not awesome? That's his call. I'm called to be a pastor. That's my call. Holy Spirit's call is to come alongside me to help. Isn't that awesome? That the third person of the Godhead has a call, and that's to help me. That is to help the church. Praise God. Some week we'll all be falling off our chairs. We're so excited about this. Imagine the Holy Spirit called to we Karen to help me. And when I find that out, believe you me, I call on him and I say, help me. Help me. What do I do here? What do I say here? 
help me with this person. Help me to lead this properly. Help me to pray for this person. And I'll pray in um, I'll pray in English as far as I can, and then I'll pray in my prayer language. Tongues. And I'll do that more often than anything else. And uh, it's just, obviously, Holy Spirit wants me to bring it, but um, there's a mentoring group I raised up in, in Kingdom Harvest called 412. There were the youth, and then they started to get older, so I had to get another name because they weren't youth anymore. And God gave us a name, 412, um, from the scriptures. Um, I'll go into that another time. But anyway, from time to time, you know, I'll be praying for them and... Um, I've told them this before. A lot of times I would pray in the morning and I'll be in my dressing gown, my big dressing gown. And so when I'm praying for 412, or when I'm praying for anyone, but I was encouraging them at this particular time, I'll pray for that person as long as I can. And then um, say I'm praying for we Sally. I'm praying for Sally in English as long as I can, and then I go into tongues. But what I do is I get this dressing gown (laughs) and open this dressing gown up. And I just capture Sally in this dress, God. It's, it's for me. Holy Spirit doesn't need it. It's for me. And I walk like this up and down the living room. Oh, God, I let him break For Sally, I broke it. And when I'm done with Sally, I take in Dale somebody else that I need to pray for. Amen? I don't know why we went there, but Holy Spirit maybe wanted somebody to hear that. I tell you why. It's good to be in a local church. It's good to have pastors and elders and department heads that will lift you up in prayer. That's why Holy Ghost wants you to know that. If you're a lone ranger, you're out doing your own thing, you won't have that prayer. You know, I always want to know who belongs to the house. Who am I accountable for before God? I always need to know it. You see, somebody just coming through those doors, we're not, I'm not accountable, they're not a member of the church. They're, you know, they're just in a week, out a week, so forth. I don't have to give account for that life. But those that I pastor, I'm going to have to give an account for someday. And I want to know them. And that is the great thing about being part and a member of a local church. Amen? Hallelujah. So um, he's called alongside to be our helper. Imagine that, youth. He's called alongside to help you. Nathaniel, he's called to help you play football. And he's doing a good job, obviously. What did you get in your team? Shout out. Player of the tour. Player of the tour. Let's congratulate Nathaniel. Amen. That was great. So Holy Spirit, he's with us at all times. All of the time. Everywhere we go, he's with us. When we get up, when we, throughout the day, when we go to bed, he's with us. We'll go to work. When we watch a movie. We walk the dog, we do the dishes, we fix the car, we light the fire, 
or do the garden, kick the cat. Why did I say that when I looked at you, Hilary? Do you have a cat? There you go, that's good. That wasn't the Holy Spirit then. He's with us all of the time, all the time. And, um, you know, it's important because of that to know he's our helper. And we'll look at that this in another few weeks. He's our helper. But because he's with us all of the time, consider where you're taking him. Consider when you sit down and you throw up your feet and you watch the TV or you watch something online. Consider the Holy Spirit's with you. He's indwelling you and he's right beside you. Consider that. Consider when you look at something on Snapchat, the Holy Spirit's looking. Consider when you're hearing something. Consider when you're talking in the back room about someone. The Holy Ghost is with you. That's important we consider that. Let's have the worship team come forward, uh, please. You know, I've said the Holy Spirit is not an it. Holy Spirit is a person. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit can be grieved. And we can bring joy to Holy Spirit. Who's experienced laughter in the Spirit? That emotion of love. Well, that's, that's come for Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's got all those attributes. And so we have to watch. Because I want to bring him joy. I don't want to bring him grief. I want him to be pleased. I want him to be happy. Amen? He's our comforter. And boy, do we need comfort from time to time, from day to day, from week to week. So it's important we develop our relationship with Holy Spirit more and more and more. You would agree? More and more and more. Hallelujah. Let's all close our eyes this morning. I'm going to give you an opportunity to stand. I don't want you to stand yet. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to stand at your seat. And I want you just to do that between God and you. Nobody else. Everybody keep your eyes closed. I want you to stand if from this moment on that you're saying, I want to be wide open to Holy Spirit. I want you to stand if you're saying, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I recognize that I need to hear your voice more and more. That I, I need, I'm dependent on your Holy Spirit. That I need your leading. Holy Spirit, I want your presence in my life more and more. You're going to stand if you're going to say, God, Holy Spirit, I'm sorry for ignoring you. You just stand up when you want. I'm sorry for ignoring you. Holy Spirit, I'm not going to ignore you anymore. I'm going to be so conscious of you. Because I know that you've been there, standing by my side, called. It's your call, called alongside of me to help. And now I know that as Jesus depended on you, Holy Spirit, I'm saying from today, 
I'm going to depend on you. I'm going to, I, I want to learn more, Holy Spirit. I want to learn more about you. I want to learn more about how you function. I want to learn more how I can bring you joy. I want to learn more how not to grieve you. I want my eyes open, wide open to your ministry, the ministry of Jesus through you in my life. And today, you're going to stand if you choose to acknowledge Holy Spirit, that you choose, you're saying, I'm going to listen to your counsel and direction in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're so grateful to Jesus, the Father, for sending you with the call to come alongside and to help us and to strengthen us and to give us wisdom and give us things to say. Oh, Holy Spirit, we want more and more and more of you working in our life. We acknowledge you as senior partner. We say we're that junior partner. We acknowledge you as pastor of this church. Holy Spirit. Thank you for your ministry. And as we go throughout this week, I thank you that you're getting involved because we let you more involved in our day-to-day decisions, in all that we do, and where we're going. We're letting you lead us. Our ears are open to your voice. Our eyes are open to see things from a fresh new perspective and a fresh new way. And as we come on Tuesday night, Holy Spirit, we're going to let you flow through us and we're going to let you pray through us. We're going to let you give us things and declarations to say over our land, over the U.S. elections and over Westminster. We thank you. And we thank you that we have a great day of fellowship with you. No matter what we're doing at work, whatever we we are, as we fast, as we get closer and sharper in the spirit, and so we take that time where we'd normally eat and we can spend it with you. Oh, we're excited, Holy Spirit. We're excited about what you're doing in our lives, in our homes, in this church, and in our nation. We give you praise. Lift up Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. We thank you for the glory. Experience greater glory. Every time we meet, greater glory. Greater glory. Greater glory. Hallelujah. Life-changing glory. Life-changing glory. Because we let Holy Spirit have his way. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Amen. Well, have a good week. We'll see you Tuesday night. Listen to that podcast, um, 40 minutes, that we'll put up later. Greet one another. Amen. Fellowship together.